and welcome to this episode of Stories of Strange Women. We're your hosts. I'm Tanya Hurley. And I'm Tracy Hurley-Martin. And today we welcome the one and only Parker Posey. The legend herself. The legend. The queen of indie I'm so happy we finally got to have her on. You guys are close friends, but she is releasing today her (laughs) memoir. I can't believe she hasn't written one already. But I'm so happy she got around to it. <laughs> yeah, it's You're on an Airplane, a self-mythologizing memoir. Yeah. And it is uh, chock full of hilarious stories, insights. It's a, it's a real masterpiece. And she really went out of her way to make this something special. And it is unlike any celebrity memoir you, I mean, you have yeah. ever read. And it's... you will be connected to her in a way that, you know... It, she connects to her friends. Mm-hmm. It's it's brilliant how she pulled Personal that off. Personal monologues mm-hmm. and entertaining, and I mean, it really is. It's it's. I yeah. just she's she's a she's so turned unique. out to be a very gifted author, mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of her. Yeah, I've I've been after her to write a book for quite a while, and <laughs> well, and she only did so right because entertained it because she was at a. A pretty low point mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah, and we talk about that in the interview. How being in and you know being a creative person, you go through these really hard times, mm-hmm. and um, you lose everything often. You mm-hmm. you know you think like, oh, I I have all this money when things are going good, and this is how it's going to be from now on, and mm-hmm. and it's not. And you have to learn that the hard way. I think every creative person has learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. Whether you feel like you have, you know, a a, a business plan, I mean, you, you like a, a stable life or whatever, you kind of, you fall into that trap. Everyone mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. and you learn the hard way. And so it's the people that are kind of there for you in those times that you really know are your true friends. Mm-hmm. And um, Parker has built this. She has this group of you know outside performers and artists that kind of you know stay together and kind of support each other through Mm -hmm. those times and the good times too they're Mm -hmm. there for the good times you have to have people there for the good times too because people think oh she doesn't need me around Mm -hmm. now because Mm -hmm. things are going well but Mm -hmm. that is not the case Mm -hmm. and um and so we we talk a lot about that in in the interview Mm -hmm. um we what we don't talk about (laughs) are her you know iconic movie roles that's all in the book waiting for guffman and um those you know house of yes and days and confused party girl all all those things are she talks about in the book so we really wanted to get a more intimate um conversation about her life as an actress Mm -hmm. and now an author her life and you did that yeah and that's the thing she is a new york staple Mm -hmm. i mean she (laughs) when you go hang out with her you are going to end up somewhere or do something that is insane (laughs) like yeah and and it's it's never planned and it just happens it's unavoidable yeah i mean one one day we were just walking through washington square park and she said oh let's get some bone broth you know Mm -hmm. so we did and we got attacked by rats in, in the park. And it, I was, I peed myself because to watch her get attacked by rats. And we didn't know it was the bone broth that mm-hmm. was, 
that was attracting the rats. And as soon as I figured that out, I was like, it's the bone broth. Which we both threw, <laughs> threw the broth. And anyway, that's just a little, <laughs> little glimpse of what it's like to, to spend time with her. And when you get this book. Um, and I really recommend that you do. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna, life's a mockumentary. Yeah, you're gonna go through those, those little moments with her <laughs> too. Um, she is an extraordinary human being and a good person, a good human being, and I'm really happy for her that this. Oh, so am I. This is going on in her role in Lost in Space, and mm-hmm. um, this is her, on the up. She's on the up. Yeah, this is her time, and she deserves and turning it. Turning fifty this year. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit, I think, too. So, um, But it, without further ado, please, please enjoy this interview with Parker Posey. Love words, agonize over sentences, and pay attention to the world. That's sweet. A great writer of fiction both creates through acts of imagination, through language that, feel, that feels inevitable, through vivid forms, a new world, a world that is unique, individual, and responds to a world, the world the writer shares with other people but is unknown or misknown by still more people confined in their worlds. Call that history. Society, what you will. The primary task of a writer is to write well and to go on writing well neither to burn out nor to sell out. Let the dedicated activist, activist never overshadow the dedicated servant of literature, the matchless storyteller. Everybody in our debauched culture invites us to simplify reality, to despise wisdom. There's a great deal of wisdom in Nadine Gortimer's work. She has articulated an admirably complex view of the human heart and the contradictions inherent in living in literature and in history, blah, blah, blah. This is Mm -hmm. just this interview that um, my dad sent me, you would think it was kind of surprising, you know, to me. Um, It's Susan Sontag, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Obviously, I think of the writer of novels and stories and plays as a moral agent. This doesn't entail moralizing in any direct or crude sense. Serious fiction writers think about mortal problems practically. They tell stories, they narrate, they evoke our common humanity and narratives with which we can identify even through the lives, even though the lives may be remote from our own, they stimulate our imagination. The stories they tell enlarge and complicate and therefore improve our sympathies. They educate our capacity for moral judgment why do you think he sent that to you? Um, because, because he just, uh, well, he's, I'm so sorry, I'm still reading this. I'm not focusing on you. No, um, take, take your on. time. Well, when I was reading it, I thought of, um, you know, both of us as, having written in how you've helped me um, with the kind of the death of something, you know, like Mm -hmm. when you write and you make a story, you get to have a wholeness to your reality and to your experience of suffering Mm -hmm. and to make sense of it and to share it that because everything is so fast now Mm -hmm. um, that I'm just starting to feel like a, 
the a sense of like wholeness and um, circles closing. Yeah, there is an essential distinction between stories on the one hand, which have as their goal an end, completeness, closure, and on the other hand, information, which is always by definition partial, incomplete, fragmentary. And I didn't know, like, then she goes on to talk about television and how, and now that in the writer of this on, what's this uh, website? Brain Pickings mm. is comparing it to the internet and how, you know, those are incomplete stories, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, um, they give us information, but they don't give us depth. They don't. They don't move our hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't move our hearts. And we were talking yeah. outside, like, you know, Tracy was saying how much she's, like, been reading on the Internet. I was like, well, mm-hmm. do you, you want to you find the solution? Mm-hmm. I think we're all trying to find the solution and going, like, wait, have you found out anything yet? Because <laughs> we're searchers, you know? And we're like, what piece of gold did you find yeah. digging around the Internet? What answers? What answers? The, it, and it's coming at you at a lightning speed um all the time and your brain has to be an editor and oh, I, it's just it's it's something that i feel is really hurting art, the arts and yeah because it's they like said that uh writers this like this past year or two is the worst um, time for anyone to put anything out because no one's paying attention other than mm. on Twitter what they're tweeting. Mm-hmm. No one's able to work because of all this, you know, Trump political stuff that everyone's mm-hmm. an activist. We're busy and, reacting, right? right? And mm-hmm. reacting and giving their take, and it's again. Then everyone's a social, you know, an, a social activist within their their social media, right? right? With their followers and. Yeah. And it's frenetic, right? Yeah, and it's taking away from people producing anything really worthy of, you know, a publication. We have or, to hold on to or, the depths of our own stories and our experience of our life in this time right now. And mm-hmm. to go into those waters to, you know, try to, you know, fight them on the inside. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's this information coming at us and they're like, how do I solve this? How... How can I illuminate, you know, mm-hmm. with like what was going on with me too. It was when, when, when that was happening as I was writing this, I was so, um, I wanted to, I wanted to fight back, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it brought up, it unearthed like the traumatic injustices mm-hmm. of, of, of women. And, but really, I mean, the movies were so different in the nineties than they are now in the simple fact that we, we had stories that came from characters that moved the plot along. Yeah. Stories of human beings that we were related to, and then, like, great, you know, auteurs of that period, which made art films, and we were all excited about that. Oh, we it was were... so exciting. I, I just remember we just had moved to New York in 92 or something mm-hmm. and we used That's to go to the Angelica and oh, watch yeah. your movies and you know and mm-hmm. it we just you know it was so exciting my beautiful laundrette yeah. mm-hmm. the cook that yes. beat his wife and her yes, lover yes all of it it was just so exciting mm-hmm. I'm you know it, <clears throat> I don't know it's going yeah. away it's it's different it's changing changing but I, I want to talk to you about it's moving into podcasts and, yeah. you know, I think, a, you know, the 
intimacy is starting to, there's a real desire to create that intimacy. I think that uh, that's where the internet is a really great thing because mm -hmm. you can have so many different stories. It's not just the Marvel films that are going to get made. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, Netflix can make a Long, The of, Crown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can mm -hmm. make anything. And mm -hmm. as much as they want, you know, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when that bubble's going to burst or if it will, but they're buying up, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, different kinds Novels of things. And, yeah. you know, that, that come from the writer's experience. Get, yeah, make it through the system, yeah. you know, and they're just pushing them through. Yeah. And letting people, giving people the money and letting them do their own thing, kind of. Yeah. It's almost like that's where indie film went or something yeah, I don't yeah. know I want to hear from you what you think yeah I yeah I just I I find your I mean I'm obviously we've been friends for a long time and I know a lot mm -hmm. of stories but I I the the I the 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 thing that fascinates me most is how you remained started out being your own thing I mean yeah. you started out you were you had this confidence and mm -hmm. this ability to perform the mm. way you saw fit and you did not give a shit like you know what I mean mm -hmm. about anyone around you and like your your stories about th that agent that meeting you had with the script and you just threw the page <laughs> through the, the, the script pages. down the hallway you, you know I dramatically I, threw it down the hallway <laughs> like you, you, CAA, you entertain yeah. yourself mm -hmm. like you're on you your own to. no but it's so hard you, Parker. it is you, so hard it is so hard to, just, to keep that but uh, but because you, I want to entertain myself, but, and it's even better when someone else is around and I can, you know, entertain them too. Well, and that, hopefully they I get wrote, it. Yeah. I wrote, well, <laughs> my agents that were a part of that meeting, the CAA and my manager, Alyssa was like, you know, and I reached out to them. I'm like, I'd like to send you a copy of, you know, my book. And I highlighted their names and, you know, put a tab in there so they could go right to their part. And, um, <laughs> and I got these like paranoid <laughs> you know, emails like, oh my God, what did you say? Am I going to be, you know, like <laughs> wow. called out, yeah. you know? <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I waited a few days to respond. No. <laughs> and I never sent the book. Um, yeah. They'll, they'll find <laughs> yeah, out yeah. next week. They'll find out from <laughs> someone else. Um, no, but that was, that was fun to, as painful and, and humiliating, you know, um, I, uh, something has always happened to make something funny, you know, yeah. out of this pain. <laughs> and that's just like the, nat you know, the natural makeup to, yeah. you know, an actor and, um, But I just feel like and, when I, if I ever do something like, like that, I need to have her there or you or somebody mm -hmm. that I, you know, I'm doing it for. You're mm -hmm. kind of like, you'll do it and hope that someone's there. <laughs> hope that someone gets it, mm -hmm. you know, but you'll just do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you'll said. just bust out in a store singing and, you know, yeah. you don't give a shit that people are like, think that, you know, whatever yeah. they think. Yeah. It's, it's still small town. And that's why I love New York City. I, I feel like I could be small town. In New York City, people sit on their stoops, and it, mm -hmm. it can be like sitting on a front porch, you know. And I, I love, I love that, you know. I was just walking down the street the other, you know, people talk, they talk to you, and they don't, you know. Oh, but they recognize you, like no, people are 
connecting here, and it's I love it. Mm-hmm. I um, I really do. It doesn't feel. Um, I mean, it, it can feel, you know, neurotic and and paranoid and overwhelming. Um, but if you take time and you know need meditate and yeah, you need to take breaks and you need to go in and just see your close friends. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we did together, Tanya, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm so. Grateful that I'm, I had you holding my hand through through I'm, this book. I'm always grateful to you because I know that on my shittiest, the shittiest times in my life, I know when I see you, I will, I will laugh. start laughing. Yeah. I will laugh and I will, f- I will feel a connection, connection back to myself that yep. I lost. Yep. I will find that. Me again. too. Me too. So. With you. Yeah. And. This, it's you know, perspective. The book, the book was written for those, you know, for for my friends who are outsiders and who feel different and are trying to be creative mm-hmm. in this in this dark time. It's not the time for the, the arts, you know. Yeah. It's 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 a reactive time. It's I a, just think that it's brilliant how you were able to put on the page who you really are. There's no like, I mean, if. I love the title. You're on an airplane. Mm. I love it. All just works. It feels like it's having lunch with you. And uh, how do you give that to an airplane lunch? You know, it's an like... airplane lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you give that? How do you put that in a book? You know what I mean? And you managed to do that. <clears throat> I love monologues, and I always did as as an actor. You know, and. I love first person writing, you know, I loved like Emerson and Walt Whitman and, you know, um, Dostoevsky Uh and, you know, Crime and Punishment. I just adored or Heart of Darkness and, you know, those stories that came from, from that kind of not feeling, um, a place in the, in the world, not feeling like, you know, feeling different and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I need to, uh relate uh to other I need to read you know those stories so I can relate to other people who are Mm -hmm. thinking that these are strange times and um and to laugh you know Mm -hmm. and to laugh at them and that's why crime and punishment was such a funny read um (laughs) I'm still laughing about (laughs) him and um but yeah so well it started out you know those um those books which made me laugh and uh, they warmed my my very heart that we would see in airports. It's like, let's color on the airplane in these illustrated books, <laughs> like oh, these markers. Yeah, with the little, f- uh, in making thumbprints, making your, like, turkeys oh, out of thumbprints. <laughs> yeah, I think those are part of that. Yeah. I, I'm thinking more of the geometric, like, labyrinths. I'm thinking of the 70s thumbprint. You're yeah. in a different yeah. decade. No. No? No. Okay. Mm-mm. I used to color in those books when I would get tested for allergies, which, of course, I was a sickly child and allergic to everything, like a lot of actresses. You were smoking at five. (laughs) (laughs) There's a part in the book where I talk about um, walking out of the house and asking, you know, and smoking a cigarette, and my dad saying, what are you doing? (laughs) You, You don't smoke. Put that away. And I said, well, you smoke. And he said, not anymore. And he grabbed the pack of cigarettes and marched over to the garbage can 
like a cartoon character. And I remember I'm like five years old. I'm like, Dad, you're acting like Bugs Bunny or that that frog on, on you know, that like, you know, like that frog. And I knew, yeah. Yeah, the cane. You're acting like that cartoon I saw, you know what yeah. I mean? And he yeah. threw him away. But I knew he, that when I went back inside that he would take them out of the garbage. And <laughs> so you lived out at five. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. That and the eyelashes. That's, those are the two things you need to know about you. Yeah. In your life. <laughs> and then everything then that you're you falls yeah, into yeah. place. Yeah. Well, get, show me a, a child by the age of you know seven, and I'll show you the man. Yeah, it's like it all happens. I was yeah. born a nervous wreck. I was having you know seizures that turned into performances as a baby. You know, I would rock myself on my belly in you know bow pose, and then later in Kundalini, I would do the same thing, and I I would remember how I would rock myself out and. And I would, you know, I was, I was a preemie. I Did your like, twin brother have seizures He too? was jaundiced. Okay. But, um, I mean, I don't think my, my parents were like, oh, she's having seizures. We need to, I mean, I don't even know if there were seizures. Uh-huh. Right? I, I may have just gotten so worked up. Um, but I would get so worked up that my body would stiffen. And my parents called it uh, like rigor mortis. And so they called it rigors. And then, so they would say, oh, go do the, the rigors for the company. <laughs> and people would come over, and I would perform them. And You would stiffen and up I your would, body I like would you were end having a seizure yeah. for, for people. Yeah, and I, <laughs> for would entertainment. End, I would end the seizure by biting my own arm. And that ending was a way for me to take control of, you know, the emotions that were happening inside of me and to kind of direct myself with these feelings of how hard those first two, three years were, my little, my little life. And my parents, I mean, that's amazing that they did that. At first I thought it was like, you know, that's, that's crazy, and it is. But actually they gave me a platform to release mm-hmm. those emotions. And um, yeah, so, so my, my therapist like- Mildred, my analyst Mildred, we, you know, we talked about that in when she was still alive and she's a big part of the book and she was Nora Ephron's psychoanalyst and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of therapy. So back to the coloring book. So these books are at the airport and it's like, learn to relax and meditate when you color on this flight. And you never saw these coloring books on the plane, plane, ever, ever. You never saw like a businessman in first class, like, My red marker ran out. Can I borrow yours? You know, yeah. mm, you should get the green one. That would be pretty. I mean, if only, if yeah. only. And so this like idea of you're on an airplane, I think we all want to be on that airplane mm-hmm. and be coloring and be in, in, in the in-between or basket weaving together. You know, mm-hmm. if only yeah. we could get into that space. And uh, the more I thought about it, um, being on, you know, being on the plane and writing these, uh, uh, you know, that that voice came in later. Because at first I thought it was just going to be illustrated and how-tos, you know. My Uncle Mark made a barbecue pit out of Yeah, I remember you going and, through the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can write that many yeah. words. And then, mm-hmm. you know, let's just make it mm-hmm. an illustrated thing. And I, and I do love that how-to thing, how to make, sew a pattern. Like mm-hmm. the Etsy 
the, you know, um, mm-hmm. people wanting to know how something is made. And we're like, oh, that's interesting. And yeah. that actually settles my spirit mm-hmm. when I look at the a design of something. And it, it, it gives me something that... Also, that having made something with your hands, having crafted something like pottery uh, which is in, yeah. yeah i have a few pieces of your pottery you made me <laughs> a spider a spider cup mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and the book mouth mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. well you yeah and, and during that time when you were doing pottery and you weren't really working were you that's you were right. just trying <clears throat> things right you were exploring. i had to yeah I'm wondering if you were even going to continue acting, right? I mean, wasn't there a time where you just kind of thought you might not? Yeah. Well, I wrote the book going like I need to do something else because I can't really... I'm sick of this business. It's it's terrible, you know? Mm -hmm. It's... People lie to you. They say, you know, they just handle you all the time, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of great to be handled and diluted and you know mm-hmm. but <clears throat> then you just get to the point where you're like yeah I kind of see what this what it is right now I see you know the change in how movies were financed in the 90s to to what they became after you know um the Miramax you know mm-hmm. where then the, the producer became the star all of a sudden, you got yeah. bankers coming out of their offices going, I can direct a movie, and and I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And there was this, like, I remember talking to um, um, Woody Allen's old producer at some, at a, uh, at a lunch party, you know, one of these screeners, because I'm a part of the Academy, and then you, you can go to those and, and sit next to people who, you know, produ- you know mm-hmm. who've been a part of the business for a while. And producers used to be solely for the auteur, you know. Uh-huh. They would step back and they would let the creator create and cast whoever they wanted. And he had worked with Woody Allen in the 70s and um, in the 90s kind of had that, you know, it had that too. Uh-huh. And then it got co-opted as, as, right. it, as, it, ha- as it does, as yeah. it does in our capitalist culture society mm-hmm. you know and it just got, got sucked up yeah and but now new forms now new forms yeah now new, new screens new new screens mm-hmm. new time is it do you, do you see a um similarity between the, you know that i mean i know that that was like lightning in a bottle the early 90s mm-hmm. independent film movement mm-hmm. um I mean, how did that happen for you? How did you, how did you get into that world, and how did you become like this, you know, the patron saint of independent film? Really? Oh, <laughs> Let's see who it is. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's so loud too. That bell. I know it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> because me and my sister have, like, trauma from childhood. Like, an alcoholic father. And so every time that rings, we're, like, being electrocuted. Sorry, <laughs> Gracie. Uh, um, I guess, you know, when I was a SUNY Purchase, um, there were, uh, you know, Jim Jarmusch had made 
down by law. You know, this mm-hmm. is like the, the late 80s when that started. So there was a film department there. Um, I knew I wanted to do film and um, I didn't want to, you know, uh, do theater like some of my classmates mm-hmm. and uh, like solely theater. Right. And there was a, a, the seniors when I was a freshman, that company made a theater and they all le- left together and formed a theater called like the Red Barn or something oh. in, in the Midwest. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I, uh, I was an extra, yeah, I was like an extra kind of, uh, I met Hal Hartley, I guess, in the, in the early 90s and uh, played a part in his um, surviving desire. Um, and I was just around. That was a short film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I was around the uh, shooting gallery, which was an independent film <clears throat> production company. Like Nick Gomez um, did Laws of Gravity. Um, <clears throat> and there were, uh, you know, there was money then to, to, you know, make these movies. But then everyone around, the, you know, the acting scene, um, people were working and, and you would do these readings and it just naturally, uh, well, I got a soap opera, right? Uh, mm-hmm. my, my senior <laughs> year of college. And I, they were like, I got it on April Fool's Day. And you were I, t- Tess. Uh, Tess Shelby. Tess Shelby. <laughs> and uh, April Fool's Day was on a Monday, and I started working on Wednesday. And we wow. went to Saks Fifth Avenue to buy clothes the, on Tuesday, which I was yeah. like, wow, what? You know, it's yeah. like coming, you know. But that's like a whole like, different animal, isn't it? Yeah. Soaps? Oh, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. you're memorizing shit on the spot, right? Oh, and everyone sat on their lines, you know. Yeah. There's like, and you couldn't, um, yeah, that you would speak this material and act so badly and they'd be like, that's great, moving on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah. wait a minute, now yeah. I know it wasn't, nope, nope. And, oh, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, that was make fun. make make yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that was a great uh, a great scene. I had a three year contract, and um, well, they gave they they gave me a year and a half contract, and uh, I said I, I I can't be anywhere for three years. I'm you know a year. Now, and a half how, how old were you here? Twenty two. Okay. Twenty two. And then I auditioned for Days of Confused, and that's when and then I made like three or four trips back and forth to Austin. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and then Lori Kesa, the producer, you know, came up to me and said, we, we've loved having you here. Mm-hmm. Um, we know your contract is up in a few months, but if it's okay with you, we'd like to let you go so we can now, mm-hmm. so we can, um, we need to put Holden in a coma before Labor Day. And I burst into tears and hugged him. And <laughs> we need to and put said, him in a coma. And said, okay, you know, yeah. it was so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a it was a it was a fun time. Um I definitely learned a lot. I, I mainly how to nap. It was stressful though, right? Yeah, mainly how to nap. Did yeah. you I mean, what were the what was the call time for? Oh, that? like five. 30, yeah, that's insane. You know what I mean? Like, How you, know, you would have to be there at, time? at 6 a.m. and just show at up. At 22? Like, yeah. 
Did you go out and stuff? I mean, no. Really? No. So you were like a real. I remember watching like Charlie you were Rose. And, yeah. Yeah. In his colorful ties. Those weren't like, your Chelsea days, were they? No, I was I living think. in an actor's apartment named. And I just thought, I just remembered his name. Um, so I was with some of the As the World Turns people the other night. Steve Bassett. I stayed in his apartment for a few months and then found the Chelsea apartment from a teacher <clears throat> named Liz Himmelstein, okay. who lived around the corner. Those were your crazy times, right? And she was amazing. Yeah. Liz was wild and became a... Um, she left Purchase, too, because she was... She had her own path, you know, and she ended up teaching, being Nicole Kidman's speech coach on um, Eyes Wide Shut mm. and all these, like, great movies and these great actors. Mm -hmm. um, so I had some really good teachers. Um, and yeah, and Chelsea older. Apartment, $746 a month, rent control for 13 years. And then that's like, that gives you some, you know. Yeah. How much freedom. You're like, yeah. Yeah. You don't have that anymore. Uh-uh. It's not that anymore. No, I felt so, yeah. New York has changed so much. Yes. Since then. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I don't, we were just talking, like, should we move to California? Really? Yeah. Where? But, I don't know. We don't know. But I don't know if we will. I mean, we, we sometimes it's like. You get to that point in New York where you can't. Yeah. But, but you then, you, get... then you stay and yeah. you have to wait it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, the city's we, great. Yeah, like, we, I, like, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't fathom. You wouldn't be creatively satisfied. Back, yeah, coming you know? on a plane back to New York and not living here. Like, yeah. Like, just to visit. Yeah, that's I can't. right. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's what I keep imagining and I, I don't think I can do that. Yeah. I think I mean, we just need to go on vacation. I think so, too. <laughs> go to Maine. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Which you are yeah. going soon, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It's good to get away. Yeah. But it is, you know, the episode. I mean, but you get to, you you go, how do you do that with your life? How do you, when, you, when you're when you shooting and you're leaving again for Lost in Space mm -hmm. in a month or whatever, and you're going to be in Vancouver again, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you... How do you switch gears like that? How, like for different different cities, different. Mm -hmm. How do you mm -hmm. lay down? You you're the type well, of person that has to lay down roots and have people that you yeah. know and have. It takes me, you know, weeks mm -hmm. <clears throat> to pack and to process the last time that I made a big move. You know, because I get really existential about things I can really like it becomes you know something I have to be really aware of mm -hmm. um it makes you aware of your life you know and where you're going and um and then you know I I unpacked a box upstate and it was like Oh, there are those clothes that I, <laughs> there's that jacket <laughs> yeah. that, you know, I, I put it upstate before I moved, you know, two years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do feel like I'm flying by the, by the seat mm -hmm. of my pants a lot and at the mercy of 
you know, the puppeteer, wherever the, the strings want to put yeah. me into what story. Mm-hmm. And that's liberating and, and scary. And, or you know, like, is this experience going to be what I hope it's going to be? And will I be able to, you know, are the people going to be nice? Is it going to... It's going to be creatively sad. Is it going to be weird? Is it going to, what is like the karma of all this? It's like you, there's lots of trust, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you, um, and then you, you're there having the experience. And when it's a great experience, you, then, you have a, a sense of home. Because yeah, you're creating you a story. But then you leave, right? And then you leave and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And I mean, you're constantly leaving people. Right? I mean, yeah. when you're working, you're, you're in, it's well, a constant. You're, you're in stories, you know, that's your, that's your family, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and I, 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 I like that kind of, you know, that kind of movement. But mm-hmm. it's been a lot of work these past few years, you know. It was like, I can't, I can't really trust the culture of, of acting and movies and, Netflix and I can't I I don't I I haven't found a place yet you know Mm -hmm. so what can I do what can I make I've tried to produce all these ideas you know my Emily Post idea and Mm -hmm. all these like things that I think would be like educational people would like and Mm -hmm. um and they just uh, they weren't happening Mm -hmm. okay well that's done Mm -hmm. I was cornered into writing a book with the help of my friends, including you, Tanya. <laughs> um, and it really, it really, like, taught me something. And I really do think, like, you know, fear is the enemy. And you can reinvent and you can recreate. Um, and it's, it's so hard. And mm-hmm. I think this age in particular, you know, I'm about to turn 50, it's like real grow-up time. And I realized by writing, like, that, you know, this is for my parents, my family, show them what my experience has been like, Mm -hmm. and for my friends that have witnessed and that know and that come from a similar Mm -hmm. makeup. And um, I wanted to turn people on to the, like, the experience. My, and my friends who have, who have read it are like, this is such an inside, you know, look into, mm-hmm. um, or like, oh, yeah, I've, I've lived, you know, I've lived a, a life. And, um, uh, but you go into these worlds and, you know, a mirror appears and yeah. that is the work. And it's the mirror of your very self and your very soul. Mm-hmm. And you work stuff out emotionally and you heal. And you it's touch. It's so and you good reach. to and have a like, book like this, though, because, I mean, as uh, someone who creates, um, you're, you're never guaranteed anything. And it right. could be horrifying. It's that's scary. Right. It's traumatic. It's right. uh, the highest of highs. And then the next you know, year you don't have anything, you know, it's like you, it, there's no guarantee. You have to sell your apartment. Yeah. Yes. You have yeah. to sell your shit. Everything yeah. that, you know, yeah. your cars are gone the next year. And then, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it takes a certain person to be able to live like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
I just I don't I, I just feel like with this book I just I felt like I I there's a connection there's a connection there okay. to people that kind of live that way. Yeah, and who are struggling. Yeah, and, and who are struggling yeah. and they're gonna find something that feeds their soul in this. And it's entertaining. Because you're not it's alone. Fun. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's like I'm sitting next to someone who gets me. Yeah. And she's not gonna go through all the trauma and all the shit. We're just gonna have a conversation. And yeah. she gets yeah. me. Yeah. And yeah. I don't need we don't need backstory and we're shit. Start here. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna start here because she knows me. But that's and like what it is when you're on an airplane. It's yeah. like you can sit down and exactly. you'd be like, I'm so glad I'm uh, you know. We're um, all like I'm shooting through this capsule through space together, mm-hmm. you know, in these seats. Mm-hmm. And in the in-between, in right? The in-between. In, in the in-between, yeah. which is where reflection is. happens. Yeah. Where no, you know, well now you can be on online up there, but be, you know before yeah. that it was like you were just you and the person, and mm-hmm. you and you and whoever was sitting next to you. And mm-hmm. I just I love this book. I love Thank the idea you. of it, and I love reading it. I read Thank it you. three times, I think, <laughs> in different and you know Thank incarnations. You so but, much. Um, Thank but, you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a real achievement. Thank you. Something that is going to do very well. So I wanted to ask you, because we're talking about the in-between, in-between work for you and the downtime and the thing, you, you know, that, that space where you're like, I'm, I don't think anyone's going to ever hire me again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this might be it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all have that all or nothing, mm-hmm. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the valleys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess... You know, when people are walking up to you, not everybody has this, rarely anyone, um, and saying, oh, my God, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm rattling off your credits. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God, you're, I mean, people, I've been out with you and people, I'm like, oh, she knows somebody here. You don't know it. That person is, knows you. Right, right. You know, you lay it out, you know. Mm But and then you're not getting hired in the same yeah, in this at the same time it's like that must be really hard yeah yeah to have that to have that projection yeah it's like it, you're always working you know mm-hmm. it's like um yeah well I, I guess it could be seen like that because you could go you on have the such internet a big body and yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can yeah, like yeah. watch my movie anytime but like. At this point, you know, in my life, like as a, you know, a woman and what's happened to stories and the kinds of stories that are getting made in the, in the culture that we're in, um, you know, we uh, just feel that left, uh, you know, up to, to, to those forces. And, it, you know, from, you know, being friends with you, like being friends with my friend Jack Ferver and my friend Emma, just... The people who have to create themselves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't think you can, it's not that way. It doesn't work that way anymore. You, you have to make your own thing mm-hmm. and, um, it can be a mashup of a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And one of the ideas is like, this is a book of monologues, you know, I could take this on the road and go to theaters mm-hmm. across the, the country and make the Nani cocktail. Yeah. Based on my grandmother, everyone wears turbans. Everyone wears turbans. I'm I'm really bummed that I didn't get it together to make turbans, but for um, we'll do it for something else. I'll do it for something else. Do you think you might go on the road with this and do monologues? I think I could. Well, it's Mm -hmm. like if if I don't 
have, you know, if a director doesn't come to me with, or, you know, mm-hmm. a Netflix or, you know, something doesn't mm-hmm. see me as a part, and, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I am unusual, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would audition or my name was up for, for parts in Hollywood, the feedback would be, she's too much of an indie queen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a brand, you know, I saw like the brand kind of take over where yeah. it used to not take over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And in, I'm also just such a 70s child. Listen to Gracie Snowy. Didn't you say something about um, being, what was it? Who called you? Who first called you in the indie queen? Time magazine. Time. Time. And you said that was the worst thing, right? That ever, that they could have said about you I because it kind of pigeonholed like, you. Yeah, or but because it, 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 it's my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say that, mm-hmm. that, but it's it is, you know, being being categorized. Period mm-hmm. is is very limiting. It was and the it, worst thing for your career. Or something and we're in it. a, you know, we're in a, in a in a culture that it has to categorize, and yeah. you are this, and you are that, yeah. and you can't do something else and Mm -hmm. who do you think you are if you do and she doesn't belong here because she belongs in indie movies right and then (laughs) on the flip side Hollywood being in indie movies co-opted yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but that's okay yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do that. We can cross over into your world but you can't yeah because it's a business at the end of the day yeah um but, yeah, I'm just smelling Gracie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's asleep. She's snoring. She is sleeping. You little one. Her eyes are open. Oh, it's the best. I saw something on Instagram today on the Times. You, 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 uh, I, I think it was Nora Ephron, uh, quote, um, there was a quote today that you, they ran a picture of you. For the magazine. And, yeah. Uh-huh. And, um. The quote was something about you get older, but you still feel the same kind of... Is that who said it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I thought that was brilliant. Parker, you will will keep getting older, but you will always feel the same. Wow, that's pretty... That says it right there in a nutshell. She was a big mentor for you, right? I mean, so... That, you know, listen to Gracie. <laughs> that simplicity and that wisdom is so, yeah. Because I do think that we feel as we, you know, get older that, I mean, I did. Maybe that's just yeah. my nature. Like, oh, I'll become something else. Yeah, no, you know? it's always around the corner. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you'll always <laughs> you'll yeah. always feel that way. You'll, de- you'll deepen, mm-hmm. you know. You'll get more grounded. You'll be more self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and hopefully you'll find some wholeness, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the main thing. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your book. Thank you. And Thank being, you, my dear. Being Dr. Thank you for Smith your love and, your and support. Amazing career. Thank you. And thank you for being my Thank you for, for being a friend. friend. This is what we do a strange woman throwback where you pick someone who kind of plowed the way for you or you feel like plowed the way for you or gave you this kind of 
confidence to mm-hmm. go and do what you needed to do in your mm-hmm. life. And who would that be? Um, but just since we were singing, I thought of Mary Tyler Moore, mm-hmm. but I also thought of Rhoda. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. I think, I think Rhoda. Yeah. Rhoda. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think this, that song is one of the greatest songs ever. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Who can take a nothing day? <laughs> make it. And suddenly yeah. make it all seem worthwhile. Um, She's a maker. My, um, yeah, we would run and kiss the television when that show came on. Yeah. And we'd say mommy. Yes. I we thought had, my Aunt Mary was Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. I thought she was. Yeah. I thought my dad was Elvis uh-huh. at that time. I really did. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you could not tell me it was America, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> America. And let's not forget... Our Americana, okay? Yeah. We can't. No. 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 It's in us. It's in us. She produced that show, didn't she? Mary Tyler Moore? Did she produce? I don't know. I don't know. She produced the news on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, let's eat. Thank you. Yes.